And yes, welcome into the sit down on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live. I'm your host, the Sauce God, at Buffalo Sauce God. And I'm also live on the Roku app. If you're watching on TV and you got the Roku, go and download this streaming sports network. It's Northeast Streaming Sports Network. I got a little promotional video I'm going to play right now for them. This is Northeast Streaming Sports. Ah, yes, welcome into the sit-down on Facebook, YouTube, and on the Roku app. This is, of course, your sports entertainment show, and I cover the Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia, and yes, we've got tons to discuss. The Buffalo Bills traveled to Cincinnati last night in a game that, you know, had a lot of implications that were lying around it as far as where the Bills might end up being seated at the end of the game because Miami losing yesterday, but the Bills were not able to come out on top. The Bills ultimately lost the game 24-18. to The game was a little closer at the end, but the Bills did not play a good overall game. They started off well, but overall we're seeing some of the question marks starting to come to light a little bit more. We're starting to see... The injuries are starting to take a toll. There's a lot of things that are just not going our way. But does that mean my hopes are shot? No, it does not. I've got tons of reasons to still be optimistic. I've got a lot of stuff for you guys. And make sure to do me a favor. Hit that like and share button if you haven't done so already. And make sure to follow, subscribe, turn those notifications on. Join me in the comments. And also, feel free to call into the hotline at some point. We're going to open up that line here in a little bit, uh, ladies and gents. That's uh, 716-800-1772. You can see that at the bottom of the ticker there. And like I said, ladies and gents, this is presented by www.buffalosauceguide.com and presented by Duff's Famous Wings. And of course, I want to thank my producer backstage, Mr. 12 Gage, who is uh, going to be running the show fluidly for us so that hopefully technology doesn't prevail and uh, lag on me, per se. So let's go ahead, ladies and gents. Let's go ahead and start this first introductional video off. You're live here in the sit-down. This is Northeast. Let's get this over with. One, two, three, four. It's simple, baby. Buffalo Bills football is f***ing all right? And we tell you something. I'm going to crack a cold one because it's the tailgate. Ooh. Ice cold, Mike. Let me tell you. Ladies and gentlemen, you are live here in the sit-down with Sauce God, a sports and entertainment show. I'm whipping the sauce, I'm tripping the course, I want it all. All of my dogs be running with God, your mama, you're holding your pennies in bra. Cause when I get whipping the sauce, you're taking it off. I'm dancing on tracks like stomping the yard. We keeping it quiet, we moving the signs, but now we starting to riot. Yeah, yeah, keeping my eye on the prize. I got me a queen, we riding like Bonnie and Clyde. Trips to Dubai, the way I be blessing, I'm desperate for changing my decimals. Decibles hitting the wave, I'm rapping incredible, splitting their head like a cantaloupe edible got me so high i'm touching the sky of course i give it my y'all i'm whipping the sauce kicking the door but then we've been here before she ain't involved what she ain't involved taking my shot even the down we tying the score do your dancing now twist don't stress don't trip with the sauce real quick stay dripping sipping on cognac roll tea and my veins but you find that i'm whipping it whipping it whipping it watch it get saucy i'm twisting and mixing them shaking them hitters right off me I'll tell you what, man, that introductional video gets me hyped up every single time. I want to thank the local recording artist, Mark Lee, uh, for that song, Sauce. Make sure to check out his music, guys. I'll tell you, for a local recording artist, Mark Lee is definitely putting out some really good hip-hop music. And 
Man, I'll tell you what, I'm honored to have that as my song here for the sit-down intro. And if you're not, uh, if you're new here, this is the sit-down right here on Facebook, YouTube, and on the Roku app. I'm live Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Thursday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. And at the moment, the Mike, uh, the South County Shabersky Sports Show is actually put on hold. We're normally live Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern to talk bills, but we've actually had to put that on hold and put it to Saturdays, so we actually might be moving the overall day, so stay tuned for that. Uh, ladies and gents, I got to say, Bills did not play good last night. I was hoping that this was going to be a different vibe for the show, but I'm going to go ahead and bring the energy for you guys to still stay optimistic because I feel it in the Bills Mafia fan base that they're kind of just starting to throw in the towel and become so frustrated. And at times, I'm not understanding all this level of frustration, like acting like we've been champions for 20-plus years. Like, we need to be grateful for the, the success that we've had, and uh, we have to still be optimistic about our team No. Uh, no excuses. So let's get it going here, ladies and gents. We've got uh, tons to talk about in this show. Man, uh, there's a hotline available for you guys to call in as well, 716-800-1772. Uh, that is, again, 716-800-1772. Call in, talk bills or anything about NFL Sunday, uh, as well as um, for the Monday Night Football matchup as well. I'm going to have some betting prop picks and stuff like that, too. And I've got uh, maybe some live picks coming from Gage at some point for that segment, too, later on, too. So, guys, don't go anywhere. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what. You know, I'm in here. I'm ready to get the show kicked off and, and rocking. But I am, like, emotionally and, like, mentally just tired of what I'm seeing from this Buffalo Bills squad. And, I mean, I've been defending them week after week. But I do see there are a few things, few things the Bills can maybe do a little bit differently. And I do see some silver linings from the game last night. So, Stick around with me and make sure to hit that like and share. Join me here in the comments. The Buffalo Bills fell to the Bengals on Sunday Night Football. They fall to 5-4 and four in the season. And now let me tell you, this game right here, everybody's saying this is what we're going to see, what we're made of. It's going to determine how we're going to go for the rest of the year. I talked to my buddy 12-Gage after the game, and I said, at the end of the day, it's four losses. And we went through the rest of the schedule. Now, sure, they could win the rest of them, right? But what if they even just win, you know, they only lose two of the rest of the way. That's going to probably get them into the playoffs. And if they can get into the playoffs... That's all you need. You just need the ticket to get in there. Because you want to know the best example of a team that like just snuck in there and won the whole freaking thing? 2007 New York Giants. One of my favorite Super Bowls ever. And it had nothing to do with the Buffalo Bills. It had everything to do with the fact that you had the undefeated Tom Brady, the real jerk that he was, lose to a 9-7 team that was led by Eli Manning, who was not good in the regular season that year. But that's what I'm saying. Football, guys, is a weird sport. It's just a weird sport, and that's why at any given moment, any moment in the game, any any week, the whole landscape could change. I mean, if you don't believe me, go look at the Minnesota game last night uh, with them in the Falcons. And if you don't know the, the ramifications, you'll see more about that as well later on in the show because I've got a new segment here that's called the Dog of the Week. It's going to talk about my underdog MVP type of performer for the week as well. So, um Overall, the Bills fall in that game, and there were moments where I felt like the Bills could have really capitalized. Josh Allen's first interception, though, mm, that definitely proved to be a little bit of a crucial error at, at that point. But then we kind of fight back in it, and the Dalton Kincaid fumble, that was unfortunate. But how about some of those penalties, guys? I mean, I'm not the guy to blame anything on officiating, but I got to be honest, there are some things called and not called, and yes, I know we got one in our favor against the Giants, but I'm saying you don't want these the lack of calling or the um, the plethora of calls to affect the outcome of the game. And 
I just didn't see the game kind of called the, the same way on both sides. And I, I mean, I watched it live and I would see things going on, but the NFL won't let me have a meeting with the referees because they know I'll just get down to business. So let's keep it going here. We're live in the sit down. This is your sports entertainment show, and I'm the Sauce God. I am your source for daily entertainment and also Buffalo Bills content as well on Facebook at Anthony Bamasudo and on all social media platforms at uh, Buffalo Sauce God. Check it out at www.buffalosauceguide.com as well. I'm live on Facebook, YouTube, and on the Roku app. So let's go into the first segment here. Bada bing, bada boom. The good from this game. I got a little video to play for that. Go ahead. This is the army where you shoot them a mile away. You got to get a close like this. Bada bing, bada bing. The good from the game. Yeah, I mean, you got to really, really dig down and, and find some good from the game, but I can definitely find some good from the game. The fact that I did see our defense at times stand tall and get off the field, and those were the moments the Bills' offense has got to come in and just at least move the ball. You can't come in and get a three and out. That's what – look at the Bengals' time of possession. But the Bills were able to find ways to slow them down defensively. I think they did a decent job against you know Joe Mixon. They did a – Solid job against uh, Jamar Chase as well, but they have so many different ways to beat you offensively that I'm impressed with the way that the defense did play with the lack of guys that are on the field. I mean, if you see Dorian Williams on a lot of those uh, replays, he's just almost right there, but that's the type of plays that Matt Milano is right there for. So I'm just saying, we are playing with guys that are Dane Jackson looking like a superstar last night. We're playing with guys that are filling in as backups, and that just shows you it. It's next man up. It's all about how do you approach this mindset of how you got to play. And I didn't think that at one point during that game, the Bills ever felt like an alpha male. They just never seemed to have that uh, mentality like looking. It never. I never saw that on the, the looks of their faces or, or from their demeanor. I saw looking for calls, and, and that's not how you're going to win games. You're not going to win games by bitching. You're going to win games by making the other team bitch and complain because they can't stop you. But I do think the defense is still a bright spot week after week, even in games that they give 24 points. That's not like, you know, that incredibly high scoring. I mean, it's about average, sure. But if the Bills even put up remotely close to what they're capable of, then this, we're not sitting here talking about this loss. We're not talking about the woes. But there are woes. And at this point, there are question marks. And it's hard to take away anything good from that game. But Josh Allen looked good on that first drive. But where is the consistency drive after drive? And now I know my buddy 12 Gage will agree with this. This is another good thing to think away. At one point in the second half, Josh Allen started to take off and make some plays with his feet. And I had said to Gage, we need a, a Josh Allen hurdle at some point or just a stiff arm or something because where is the damn juice? I don't know. And obviously, you guys know I am super, I'm critical. I see everything that they're doing, and I know that they're a better football team, but at the end of the day, I think we're still more than capable of coming out and winning some more of these games. And just because we have a tough remainder of the schedule doesn't mean we can't win those games. Shit, you never know, man. Josh Allen could just get on some sort of weird tear and just wreak havoc. That's why football is so weird. So that's going to complete it for Bada Bing, Bada Boom. We're going to move on to the next segment here in just a brief moment. But if you haven't done so, hit that like and share for me. Ladies and gents, I am the Sauce God at Buffalo Sauce God. And check out www.buffalosaucegod.com, the proud sponsor of this show, as well as Duff's Famous Wings. And I've got a little uh, overlay to put up here for you guys so you guys can actually see. 
social media and that website for you. And like I said, download that Roku app, Northeast Streaming Sports, uh, tons of great sports content. You know, they got professional guys like Jim Jeffco, who I was on with a couple weeks ago, and uh, I think Brian Williams or Byron Williams. Good stuff. And honestly, they got some really uh, interesting fans over there, especially them Jets fans. They got a dead network. It cracks me up. So let's keep it rolling here. We're going to move to the next segment here. When you have the good from the game, well, you've got to have the bad. What made me say forget about it this week? Well, let's play that video. What's Forget about it. If you disagree like a Lincoln is better than a Cadillac, forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what, a Lincoln is not better than a Cadillac. A Cadillac is 10,000 times better. And I had a Lincoln, just saying. Um, but what made me say forget about it in this game was, dude, Joe Burrow is not some sort of, you know, immortal person. And everybody's acting like we can't even... We're not in the same league as them. I've seen everybody talking about how the Bills are not as good of a team or are coaching. Dude, at the end of the day, do you guys understand the biggest factor to us losing is this? Injuries. I hate to be the guy, but injuries. Give me Matt Milano. Give me Tredavious White. Give me healthy Vaughn Miller at full full strength. And then tell me, how is this defense going to show up against them? Because I really saw some good things out of that defense last night. But I'm also seeing, too, a little too much of the, uh, you know, trying to strip the football away from them every time. you got to just sometimes tackle. I don't know. Sometimes it felt like we were just trying to force that play to happen, and that's not how we win games. I've seen this team win games by just letting the plays come to them. So ultimately, though, come on. I'm not going to say officiating because it's helped us win a game. <laughs> I have to be honest, but injuries man it sucks you know we don't have josh allen didn't look even like himself in, at times and i i know they say he's good to go but you could tell with certain throws that he was making that that shoulder probably is feeling it and i mean this dude is putting wear and tear on that shoulder every single year he's putting wear and tear on his body every single year and he just makes start after start after start so i'm looking forward to that week 13 bye because it's a great chance for us to get healthy a great chance for us to maybe get through this this war that we're going to go through with uh, the schedule that we have remaining. And if we could get into the playoffs, which I still have very much confidence that we could, I still think we could win the AFC East. You'll never fucking convince me that we can't. But uh, it's going to start taking, it, you, you can't waste any more time. It's it's now or never. And this team has shown at times they're elite. Um, but they've also shown at times we don't know what the hell they're doing. So is it a coaching thing? Is it play? I don't know. There's question marks. We're going to talk about that as well. Feel free, ladies and gents, to call into the hotline as well. 716-800-1772. You're live here in the sit-down. And this is uh, with Sauce Guy. I want to, again, thank my guy, 12 Gauge Backstage. He's kicking ass back there. He's uh, the official producer of the show. And I want to thank my lovely girlfriend, Emily, for her wonderful voiceover on my introductional video, which is the best way to get my show started. I want to say I love you, Em. Thank you very much. So let's go on to uh, this right here. I got to talk about this. What is going wrong for this Bills team? All right, so drop passes. <laughs> I'm going to get right into that. The drop passes were not really there so much last night, except for when the referees eventually, you know, the ruling on the field stands for that Trent Sherfield catch. That was definitely a catch. Rob, this of a timeout. Um, but how about the injuries? Again, I can't reiterate it enough that you're asking Dorian Williams to come in and play like Matt Milano. I mean, Terrell Bernard has played really great this year, but we asked him to step in and replace Tremaine Edmonds. We're asking guys to do a lot here. I just don't know. 
why everything's got to be stacked against us. Why can't we have the opportunity to see a full-strength Buffalo Bills squad go into a deep playoff run? I mean, it's disappointing. I don't think coaching is, is the biggest thing here. Everybody's so critical of Sean McDonough. And, dude, I get it. But, like, how long did it take Andy Reid to win a Super Bowl? Just think about that. How long it took Andy Reid to win a Super Bowl? And you can't control the fact that injuries happen. You can't control that there's been some terrible officiating down the stretch. You guys remember seeing last night, too, Gabe Davis with the, the face mask tug when he, you know, I know he didn't jump very well for it, but that could have been seven there. I'm just saying, why is it that everybody else has got to stack against us? Let us either lose the game or, or you know, stay out of it. I feel like everybody's just trying to stack everything against us as far as officiating injuries. There's just something in the air against us. And it's not because Buffalo is cursed. It's just because we got to go through adversity because we got to become better. And how do you become better? You got to go through some hard times. You got to figure it out, though, because in this league, you either figure it out or you get figured out. I think the Bills are just lacking identity. Offensively, they... <laughs> We all say, oh, we got to run the football, and oh, we got to let Josh be. It's like, dude, just come out and run some freaking plays on offense, spread the football around, and have us just. It disappoints me because this team could really just come out and just, you know, dominate if they had some sort of consistency in their game plan offensively, but I'm not seeing that. And I got to be honest, Ken Dorsey, I'm looking at you right now. I know you're in year two, but there were some head scratchers last night. I see how the Eagles establish the run. They go out of the shotgun and go repass option with Jalen Hurts. Why? Because you got to respect the fact that Jalen Hurts can throw the ball. He can also take off and run with it. Or DeAndre Swift can take off and run with it too. But why are we also trying to use James Cook like a running back, like uh, like like a Jonathan Taylor? No, he's an Alvin Kamara type player. Christian McCaffrey, he's effective in the passing game. You got Leonard Fournette now, who hopefully makes it out of the practice squad on the active roster this week, and he'll be able to give you more of that uh, traditional running back play. But even Leonard Fournette has become a better pass catcher in recent years, and he's a big dude. I need some better blocking, too. I feel like Cincinnati just was able to get the pressure last night as well as the secondary was all over, guys. I mean, Gabe Davis just never seemed to have anything thrown his way. And Josh never seemed to, like, have a – you had to hesitate a few times, and I just didn't see. Well, I compare it to 2020 all the time because what I saw in 2020 was Josh is releasing the ball. It's like, what's going to happen? Because that's the year that you know we saw him go from you know good quarterback to becoming elite. And you're not used to seeing this, but then it's like, oh, completion. So it's like when I'm not seeing him have that same confidence in those throws, it just throws me off. And I think maybe in, it's – Making the other uh, the other team's defense kind of read into that a little bit. Like, you know, where's his fire? It starts right now, though, with Josh. Josh might not be the reason we're losing games, but it starts with him. Because at the end of the day, your quarterback is your leader. And Josh Allen earned the respect of his teammates by being an absolute gamer and an absolute dog. And right now, we're not allowing Josh Allen to do that. You have to live with when he throws three picks because he might come out and run for freaking 200 yards too and, and burst out for five TVs. Josh Allen can win games even when he doesn't play efficiently because he is just a gamer. He's a football player. And right now it's almost like we're trying to make him a, a, a pure pocket passer. That's not going to happen. 
So I feel like in this sense, maybe this week the Bills are going to have to just say, Ken Dorsey, you know, maybe establish what you want to do with Josh and let Josh go out there and see what they want to do. Let, what, go play some schoolyard bullshit, per se. So a lot of things aren't going right for the Bills, but there are some things going right for the Bills, and there are still chances for this team to get back on track. But if you are just now tuning in, ladies and gents, you're live here in the sit-down, your source for sports entertainment and Bills Mafia content as well. You're live here with the Sauce God. Check me out across social medias at Buffalo Sauce God and www.buffalosaucegod.com. Check it out. The ticker's right below me as well. If you want to call in to the hotline, 716-800-1772 is the phone number. And we're going to have tons more here in the sit-down here, live on Facebook, YouTube, and on the Roku app. Uh, people are counting us out. And they're counting us out of contention. Okay, what is contention? Because at the end of the day, it, contention, you just got to get in the playoffs and win games. You know what I mean? That's all that matters. I'm tired of this term contention because the Bills are just more than capable of coming out and winning a game because of the fact that Josh Allen is their quarterback and they still have a pretty elite defense and they still have tons of experience and they're still a good team no matter what. I'm not buying. I am buying into the fact that they need to um, stop looking so so out of sorts. I mean, it's like we saw in week one against the Jets. That was an out of sorts team. Just almost like they didn't even know how to play football at that point. So I think I just need to see this team kind of come out and get back to doing what you do and playing football. Quit looking for calls. Quit looking for this, this, and that. And because everything's stacked against you anyways. But to say the Bills are out of contention, that's asinine. That's asinine. I mean, literally we were six points away from beating the Bengals last night or tying the Bengals. And there were chances for us to even make that happen with the errors that we made. I mean, if you have a chance at the end of the game with how poorly you've already played, that says a lot about how good of a team you really are. Joe Burrow also played really good too, by by the way. But my guy, Andrew Jones, common thing. And by the way, Andrew Jones is just nothing but a source of positivity and a good man. I want to say, Andrew, thank you always. You've been riding with me since about 2020 when I got the game started up. I don't want to say thank you to everybody who's also shown me support over the years and uh, tuned in with me and, and showed me some love because, I honestly, I love doing this. I love going live. I love talking about the Bills. You guys know I love the Bills more than anything, and I'm never going to give up on this team. No matter if they win or lose, I fucking love watching the Bills play, and I love watching Josh Allen, and I love seeing what this Bills team has been able to, uh, you know, get through. And, you know, hey, at the end of the day, DeMar Hamlin was at the game last night. He might not have played. Everybody's saying he needs to go to a different team. No, DeMar Hamlin was there on the field alive. And that, to me, gives me fucking goosebumps. So we got more here in the, uh, the sit-down here with Sauce God. Uh, I got a lot to talk about, but I'm curious as to what you guys are feeling about the game last night. How are your feelings? Are you starting to call for people's heads? Are you starting to question things? What do you think is going wrong? Join me here in the comments as well, or call into the hotline, 716-800-1772. Uh, let's keep these vibes going because we need to make sure that we keep the hype train moving, ladies and gents. We don't want to give up on this team. But we're going to go into the next segment here of the weakest link and the injuries piling up. Let's go ahead and play that video. Injuries are piling up. Yes, and that's really unfortunate. But wow, what I'm seeing from a guy like Dane Jackson last night, and when you know you see AJ Epinesa stepping up the way he has this year, it just makes me always look to the fact that 
you can still win games if you are a well-coached team and you have a, a well-established system and you have guys that will play for each other out there. The Bills team it looks at times their body language is dead. And I remember this team being like so brotherly in the recent couple of years that we had, you know, so much success and we didn't have all these question marks, but you got to ride with each other through all things. And yeah, there's a lot of injuries piling up, but that creates opportunities for guys like Taylor Rapp to see a little bit more playing time too, because he's a really good safety. You know what I mean? And guys like Dane Jackson to kind of come in and still prove what they can do. But with these injuries piling up, I need to maybe see the bills. Get DeMar Hamlin out there. Maybe get Kyrie Alam out there because at this point, I understand that those guys might eh, make some mistakes at times, but everybody's making mistakes. And I cannot sit there and keep watching guys go down on one knee or on an ankle and just wonder, oh, Jesus, you all right? Um, and by the way, too, I'm going to have uh, my guy backstage right now, Gage, look up uh, if we have any updates on Terrell Bernard. I know he was evaluated for a concussion. Um and I, I think, uh, if Gage, if you want to uh, look that up and maybe get it in the comments for us here, uh, I'd like to know the status of him as well. But, you know, I liked what a little bit I, I saw to Rasul Douglas last night. He asked a lot of, out of him to step into the role, you know, and go against that elite receiving core. But, again, we're a well-coached team. Sean McDermott made some questionable choices too, but, yeah, every coach does at times, right? But why are these injuries piling up? Why are these injuries piling up? I don't, know. I don't know. Some people think that Matt Milano actually be back on the field if we go into the playoffs. Um, I don't know about that. But I want to talk about the injuries piling up because everybody's being so critical of Vaughn Miller. And you guys failed to remember Vaughn Miller's production last year before he got hurt wasn't exactly mind-blowing because the guys opposite of him on the defensive line were getting more production and because of how much attention he commanded. But he's not himself. You can tell. But he's still out there trying to freaking give it everything he's got. And, I mean, everybody's holding him over the freaking coals for the missed tackle on Joe Mixon. But you're asking Vaughn Miller to just, like, come in and, and be 2016 Vaughn Miller? Dude, he recovered from an ACL injury. Unless you're Adrian Peterson, you don't come back 100% yourself. And Adrian Peterson wasn't human. But Vaughn Miller will get back to himself. But that's why we have to have the other guys step up. And that's what um, – the Bills need down the stretch. They do. And they had the bye week, week 13. That could be huge for us. But, man, it's going to get tricky for the remainder of the schedule. But, ladies and gents, if you're not already following me as well, make sure to follow me and like the page as well. Subscribe and turn those notifications on so you don't miss any of the content from myself, the Sauce Guy, or any of the live shows that I've got coming out. And on my YouTube channel, i got tons of entertaining videos, funny stuff, as well as my chicken ring reviews and all that good stuff. So let's keep it rolling, ladies and gents. Um, we're going to go in here to the next segment here, just a brief moment of victory formation. Keep those comments rolling, ladies and gents, and let's keep it rocking and rolling here on the sit-down, and let's keep those mafia feeling optimistic. Let's play that video of victory formation. Still no update on Terrell Bernard since last night. Appreciate you very much, Gage. But, hey, victory formation is going to be a little bit different this week. Normally it's my offensive keys to the game, but it's how to write the ship for the remainder of the schedule getting tougher. First of all, don't ever look at your opponent and think, oh, man, it's going to be a tough game because it doesn't matter. 
it just doesn't matter. You could you could play your best football against the, the hardest teams and play your worst football against the worst teams. It's just that's how football is. So I think for the Bills to right the ship, though, it's going to start with utilizing all the guys that you have out there and utilizing as much talent as you can because you're going to have to start you're going to have to start unloading the arsenal here. And you're seeing that, you know, Dalton Kincaid getting more action on the offense. I think that's crucial. His fumble last night is like the only mistake that I think I really could say that he's made this year. And, dude, that's outstanding for a rookie that had to play behind Dawson Knox. But I think the Bills need to honestly consider yeah, removing Dawson Knox from uh, an option for us to really focus on him. Hey, maybe he comes back later in the year and maybe you get a couple of – Dawson Knox can still make some freaking plays. We all know that. And I don't even want to sit here and say that he can't. But what's with the drop passes? So let's go into that. How do you rate the ship for the remainder of the schedule getting tougher? Don't drop passes. You don't drop a pass. You won't hear me yelling about it. And you won't hear me talking about it week after week with my clipboard and my chewing gum, like Chimbersky said on the last show that I did with him. I didn't see so much of that last night, too. But I just didn't see our receivers even looking like they wanted to, like, I don't know. There was just no grittiness from him. I like what I saw from Khalil Shakir. He's been getting it going the last couple weeks. Um, again, I'll say it, though, at the identity. You know, Gabe Davis has played some really good games for the Bills this year as wide receiver number two, and sometimes we're not going his way. Sometimes we're trying to force me to find digs. How about coming out and letting James Cook be a focal part of that offense, too? Like, you know, get him going in the passing game, a little bit of screen action. And also, too, have some balls. Where's the trick plays? Where's like the throwing it to Josh Allen in the freaking end zone? Like, where's those plays? Because those plays were just like what even even great teams like the Patriots would throw in a freaking trick play now and then. You know what I'm saying? Because great teams gotta find moments to catch you off guard. And I think the Bengals did a good job of that last night. Um everybody thought they were gonna probably run it there and they threw that deep pass, which ultimately got them in uh, first down, and that made it tougher for us to get the football back and uh, and ended up just running out the clock. But identity, man. Like, we had the identity against Miami. We had the identity against Washington. We had the identity against the Raiders. But Washington and the Raiders are – well, no, Washington, I'm going to still say is uh, average. You know, they play they can play good. That's before they unloaded their players. But how we played against Miami was just – I don't know. Did it ever look like we were, like, in fear? No. It's almost like we go against Miami. There's just not. We don't got any sort of fear, right? Because we know we can whoop their ass. We can squish the fish. But like, nah, we don't have that same mentality against teams like the Bengals. Oh, I just need the Bills to honestly understand. It doesn't matter how many games you've lost. You've only lost four games. You've won five. You're still above 500. It's like we're sitting here acting like they're one and five. But one play at a time. And nobody needs to look at how to write everything, how to fix everything, but one play at a time. I saw last night blocking could be part of that. I think the biggest thing, though, guys, is just letting Josh Allen get out of the pocket and letting him do what he does, be a magician. You guys will even see on my Facebook, I have some reels that uh, from some of his best throws just going out of bounds, you know, one foot, like Derek Jeter. But have you seen that at all this year? No. No. Josh Allen is Superman. Okay, Joe Burrow had his best game of the year last week, and not for nothing, just shy of a perfect quarterback rating. But Josh Allen was able uh, able to obtain that feature against Miami. 
Because, man, we are that good. So it's like, I don't even know why we got to sit here and sometimes talk about these woes. Ken Dorsey needs to just honestly figure something out over there. And what is the, that's going to figure it out. Do you let Josh run the show? Is it going to be, I don't know. Brian Day was not going to get fired from the Giants and, and just get hired as the Bills offensive quarter midseason for anybody that really believes that that's going to happen. I, I, as much as that might be interesting, that's not going to happen. And, uh, Sucks for Brian Day over there. They just gave Danny Danny Jones uh, <laughs> forty million a year to go down on the field from non-contact injury. So, uh, <laughs> not to get mean on Danny Jones, but no, guys, come on. The Bills just got to win one game at a time. We got Denver coming up this week, and that's a game where don't tell me oh we can win that game it's just because Miami put up seventy on them because the Denver Broncos just beat the Chiefs. You got to come in prepared this week, but you're playing in front of your home crowd on Monday Night Football. Chance to go back on prime time, and this is where you got to just tune it up. We got a chance to tune it up a little bit against Tampa Bay, but even then there were still some woes at that moment. You know, what I mean? so we have to find ways to just tune up our efficiency because what worked for us this year in games that we've won and we've won and looked like ourselves wasn't necessarily controlling and chewing all the clock, but it was controlling enough time of possession and finishing the battlefield position. That's it. Simple. That's simple football right there. So, that's all I'm saying. That's all it's going to take for the Bills to write the ship for the remainder of the season. Just let Josh be Josh. Go out there and have some balls. And don't forget that you've been in the playoffs for, I just think, the second longest active streak in the NFL right now. And don't forget, Bills Mafia, that we were just at the longest streak, uh, longest active drought in the NFL how many years ago? So, that's all i got to say. But if you guys are just now tuning in or you haven't already done so, please do me a favor. Hit me with a react even if it's a laugh button, and a share button. Join me here in the comments as well. And also, make sure to turn your notifications on. I'm live Monday mornings and Thursday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and on the Roku app for Northeast Streaming Sports Network. And uh, live with the Sauce God and Shabrisky Sports Show this Saturday, more than likely at noon Eastern Standard Time. This is presented by www.buffalosauceguide.com and presented by Duff's Famous Wings. So let's go ahead and keep this ball rolling, guys. Feel free to join me in the comments, so ladies and gents. Feel free to call into that hotline as well, 716-800-1772. We're going to go into our next segment, opposite of the offense, is the defense. So let's go into the pain trains for the Bills defense. I mean, when we got sacks on Joe Burrow, that made me believe that at any moment, wow, we got the juice, right? But then we would come out and stall out an offense. Okay, so we're not going to talk offense on this segment. But the defense has created pressure really well at times this year. And the Bengals have a good offensive line. But what I saw the Bills do really good at some point was Micah Hyde and Taron Johnson were kind of disguised behind bigger defensive linemen in the blitz packages. And it seems like Joe Burrow kind of doesn't handle all that pressure necessarily the best, even though he's got such great pocket presence. But that's what ended up getting our defense off the field. They got off the field. They did their job as well as you possibly could for how good of an offense Cincinnati has. I mean, Cincinnati just put up 31 on San Fran. And let's not act like San Fran. They'll probably have, like, top three defense in the NFL. Um. Cincinnati's a really good team, by the way. But the defense slowed Jamar Chase down, and that that's that's a that's a win, in my opinion. That's a moral victory. And I don't like moral victories, but it's a moral victory. Joe Mixon had the one play, the third and three, but you'd like to think 
your defense still had you in that situation at that moment to maybe that play would have went our way, Gage, and all the people out there watching. That could have honestly changed the outcome of the game as well. But the Bills' defense is doing their job. I need to see more pressure, I think, because our secondary is a little depleted. I mean, you can't necessarily expect the middle of the field is wide open, if you guys haven't noticed, for teams because there's no Matt Milano out there. And Dorian was, it, I believe, will develop and he'll get there, but that's not necessarily going to happen in – uh, just a drive or two. I think the way that we're utilizing Taylor Rapp is kind of good too. We just need to get guys that are going to cover some holes in that in that field because I'm seeing at times it feels like there's somebody wide open in an area. Come on, right? But more pass rush would help that a lot. If Von Miller can get it going and we could see, I, I think I need to see Greg Rousseau kind of get it going a little bit more too. I, you know, he, he kind of came on strong. I think he had the foot injury, too. Uh, just We need the spark. We just need that spark on defense to keep it going because the defense makes another couple of plays. And last night I thought there were a couple of chances to maybe create a turnover with an interception. If that goes our way, man, maybe our offense, as bad as it was, would be good enough to have won that game, too. But our defense, again, I, it's not a reason that we're losing games. It's just not. It's not. It's the woes on offense and, and the inconsistency and, and the drop passes and the officiating and the injuries. So I think the Bills have done some good things against Cincinnati. And I think for me, I saw that they were able to at least stop them. And last year with Cincinnati, it just didn't feel like we were really in the same ballpark as them. You know what I mean? Like we just weren't there mentally. Obviously, everything that was going on with Demar Hamlin and playoff matchup. And we were pretty depleted as far as injuries, too. But uh, last night, I, th I thought I saw that they showed it's more than capable of figuring out how to beat a team, you know. And we can't ever lose sight of that. You can't take three games and say, oh, we can never beat the Bengals. That's bullshit. Because we could have gone to win the next 10 against the Bengals. You never freaking know. Stay positive no matter what. Ride with the Bills all day long. Go Bills. Let's go Buffalo. And let's keep rolling. God bless all you people that are tuned in with me so far. I appreciate all the likes and shares and comments. And I appreciate everybody for all the support over the years, and uh, we'll keep it rolling here. This is uh, the, the sit-down with Sauce God. We're going to go into the next segment here of the Unsung Hero, and that's what player needs to be more involved on offense. Play that video for me, Gage. Ah, uh, I think James Cook. We tried to run him last night and just never really seemed to kind of get it going with him. But James Cook has been low-key a bit of an X-factor at times because he can catch the football out of the backfield. And I really think that we could use James Cook a heck of a lot more. You see he's got juice in him. He's got nothing but gas in the tank. And why not use him? I mean, that makes it just that much easier for your receivers. Because look, at the Bills had to respect Joe Mixon all day long. So that opened up the field for, you know, the other guys that you have to respect all day long, too. But that's what I'm saying. If we have those options, why not use them? So I think James Cook would be more crucial going forward. I think Khalil Shakir obviously has become, uh, in the last couple of weeks, he's become more prominent in the offense as well. Dalton Kincaid needs to be, uh, you could throw him the ball 15, 20 times a game, honestly, and it might not be the worst thing in the world for you. I love what I'm seeing from the, from the kid. Even with that fumble last night, I don't give a shit. I think he got up and responded right away. He got that first catch. And Dalton Kincaid's a baller, man. 
Um, I really think, though, it's funny because he didn't get a chance to play. He's on the practice squad, obviously, after being just signed. But Leonard Fournette, I want to see him involved in this offense because, dude, he's a he's a bully. And if he comes out there with that same dog mentality that wanted to fight Shaq Lawson in Buffalo in 2018, then I'm going to be happy because I just don't think that we have tons of – I don't see all that toughness on the offensive, or the offensive line necessarily this year. I'm just – I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see that bully mindset in a sense. But So I think that uh, Leonard Fournette could be a big, big addition just for the type of factor that he'll bring to and his, uh, his mentality as well. So let's go on to the next segment here. Ladies and gents, around the NFL in week nine, I'm going to go through some of these scores as well and talk about um, what I saw from the action in NFL Sunday. Of course, the Bills played on Sunday night, and that was tough, waiting all day for a Sunday fight to lose. The uh, Titans and Steelers played on Thursday. The Steelers beat them 20-16 to in Pittsburgh. The Bengals beat the Bengals last night. I'm not going to talk about that one again because it showed up first. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins at 9.30 a.m. in Frankfurt, Germany, 21-14. And Miami is uh, being very humbled because they haven't won a single game against the winning team. Uh, the Ravens are 37-3 victory over the Seahawks. And that's why I'm saying the Ravens are low-key, probably the best team in the AFC. And it's just kind of under the radar. And why? I don't know. The Browns, 27 nothing. Why are the Browns just winning games? I don't understand. It's like you, you look and, like, the Browns got wins? Like, whoa. Miles Garrett? <laughs> I mean, like, Deshaun, oh, Deshaun Watson played this week? I don't know. The Texans. This is an interesting one. 39-37 against the Buccaneers. High scoring, but this is the stat. C.J. Stroud, second overall pick. The guy that they said because he didn't score high enough on his IQ test or some shit like that wasn't going to be a good enough quarterback because most percentage of quarterbacks – have a certain score to be good. Yeah, he threw for 470 yards yesterday with no picks, over 75% completion percentage, and five touchdowns, setting rookie records. And the Texans are quietly winning games with D'Amico Ryans as their first-year head coach. I like what I'm seeing. I am. Yeah, C.J. Stroud is a good freak dude. I mean, I can't really name any receivers over there in, in Houston without, well, I could probably a couple, but nothing to like, you know, make you turn your head, not necessarily. C.J. Stroud's over there getting it done, poised. Some people are starting to wonder now, too, is Bryce Young really the better choice for the number one overall pick? You can't compare the situations. You just can't. Bryce Young is getting fucking blitzed like a, a son of a bitch. It feels like he's got a half second to throw the ball. He's going to be a good quarterback, though. He makes some really, really, really amazing throws that like are just – he can read the field so well. I think that Bryce Young is going to be just fine. Um, you got to give him time. Saints beat the Bears yesterday 24-17. The Vikings <laughs> – the Vikings just lost Kirk Cousins last week, and everyone, oh, Vikings season shot. Well, they traded for Josh Dowes for a bag of chips. You got a quarterback that's serviceable for like a six-round pick, I think it was. The Vikings pulled off a 31-28 victory with a final uh, game-winning touchdown pass coming from Josh Dowes as well. Josh Dowes had quite the performance yesterday in his debut, not even like five days after being traded to the team. That's pretty insane. So what excuse did the Bills have for losing games? That's all I'm going to say. Packers beat the Rams 20-3 to stop their uh, four-game losing skid. I'm not going to go into that because the Packers are just, there's nothing exciting for me over there. Commanders beat the Patriots. Yep, that's what I love to hear. 20-17, to Sam Howell. When are people going to give that young man some credit? That guy can throw over 300 yards, but he, yeah, he likes to throw some picks too, but doing pretty damn good, you know, to just get rid of your whole uh, pass rush and you come out and beat the Patriots 20-17. The Colts beat the Panthers 27-13. Um... Colts are a surprising team this year. I mean, legit, they are 
four and five. I don't know why I thought that. They're four and five. They just actually have a lot of games that tend to go over. So that's kind of what's surprising about them. But the Raiders and the Giants, this is another interesting one. Uh, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, uh, the general manager for the Raiders, were the first head coach and general manager to be fired this season. And that came on Halloween. And some of the stories that I'm hearing about that are interesting, too. Apparently, uh, Antonio Pierce, to get his players motivated, uh, mentioned something about the mindset of the 20, uh, 2007 New Jersey football giants. And uh, apparently, Josh McDaniels said, don't ever talk about the Patriots like that again after everybody left the meeting. Dude, like, what? What are you brainwashed by Belichick or something? That, like, you got to go coach somewhere and you got to suck because, like, you, you're the Patriot way? That's weird. But the Raiders got rid of their head coach. Bringing Antonio Pierce, who was a great linebacker, by the way, and I think will make a good coach should he still see that opportunity. They won 30-6 to with who at quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo? Nope. O'Connell, who had a 16-for-25 day for 209 yards. Of course, they're playing against the Giants, who had Tommy D in there after Danny Jones went out with a uh, injury. Uh, the Giants, man, they looked great last year, and they had all their fan base looking excited, and then they gave that contract to Danny Jones, and that just, ha-ha. Suckers, what he said, because like that was just not a good move. And ever since then, Giants are two and seven. <laughs> the Cowboys and Eagles, that was a good game as well, and that's going to be a matchup I'm looking forward to when they play uh, each other again. Uh, the Eagles beat the Cowboys twenty-eight to twenty-three. Philadelphia moves on to be eight and one, and Dallas is five and three. I'll tell you, Philadelphia is the model for how great teams find ways. I mean, it just seems like no matter what, even if you're in reach, there's just a couple things that these teams do. To control the outcome of the game in the end. So, I mean, Dak Prescott, though, too, how he stepped out of bounds on that two-point conversion. It's just like, come on, dude. You know what I mean? Like, at that moment, he had he played some of his best football yesterday. He made the slightest mistake that, come on. But I root for the Eagles. I like the Eagles. But how about CeeDee Lamb this year? I mean, catches yesterday for 191 yards. A.J. Brown's streak of 125 yards has ended uh, for his consecutive streak of 125 receiving yards. Eagles, man, they're, they're looking good no matter what. They're going to probably be, I think, back in the Super Bowl. The Niners are having too many woes at this moment. And um, But overall, ladies and gents, that is the action around the NFL in Week 9. And uh, we're seeing the NFL is always going to be a weird landscape, and there's tons more of the season still remaining. So we're going to go into our next segment here. I'm going to play a little clip of the Dog of the Week, and that is going to be a clip of who I thought was the underdog MVP of the week. Let's play that uh, video. And bang! Josh Dobbs! Josh Dobbs! Josh Dobbs! Oh my God! What? Throwing a game winner? Josh Dobbs? Dude, Kirk Cousins? No Justin Jefferson? Josh Dobbs? Coming in, getting the win halfway through the week? He comes, he's got a new team, new system. And no, he doesn't have Justin Jefferson. I could understand if he had Justin Jefferson, but he comes out. He lost K.J. Osborne, too. And 31-28, Josh Dobbs is a fucking – that's a man that's got a mind – I don't care if he's got the gift of playing quarterback. He's got the mindset. Josh Dobbs, much respect to you. You're this week's Dog of the Week, which is the underdog MVP performer of the week. So let's go into our next segment, ladies and gents. You're live here in the sit-down on Facebook and YouTube as well, on the Roku app for Northeast Streaming Sports Network. And I'm the Sauce Guide, your source for daily entertainment. And sit down as your source for sports entertainment and everything goes mafia. 
presented by www.buffalosauceguide.com and presented by Doss Famous Wings. Hit that react and share button. Join me here in the comments. And feel free to call into the hotline at 716-800-1772. And feel free to subscribe, like, follow, and turn those notifications on. Monday Night Football Preview of the Chargers at the Jets. Let me go ahead and pull up some stats for you guys. Justin Herbert, by the way, pretty good primetime quarterback. Um, Chargers, though, man, they're 3-4. and four. You got the Jets at 4-3. and three. You know, we all know Zach Wilson is the world's greatest quarterback, right? Just kidding. That was obviously just kidding. Um, man, the Chargers come in as a three and a half point favorite. This is in Jersey, by the way. We've got this for the injuries. Um, Kenneth Murray is questionable for the Chargers. Josh Palmer is out. Jalen Gutton is questionable. And Otito, uh, I'm not going to say it, questionable. For the Jets, Dwayne Brown is uh, on injured reserve. Adrian Amos is questionable. Alan Lazard, receiver, is questionable. And Chaz Surratt, linebacker, is also out. So there's, you know, some injuries over there. But overall, what I'm seeing from the receiving matchup, you got Ke- uh, Keenan Allen versus Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, I feel like, dude, it sucks the fact that he is not getting him a chance to play with Aaron Rodgers. The fact that he has to play with Zach Wilson again this year, and they have not utilized him enough. Uh, says a lot, but they have Brees Hall, who when they give him the ball, he's pretty damn good too. I like the Chargers in this matchup a lot. I just don't think the Jets have. I just don't think the Jets can go toe to toe with a good quarterback like you know Justin Herbert with the way that they're playing. I mean, everybody acts like they're the world's freaking heroes after the way that they beat the Giants, and it's like, dude, that was just not uh, not something I would brag about. You know, it's cool. Zach Wilson got you down there and clocked it with a second, but like, dude. You throw for 20 yards, don't get excited about the fact that your team won. You know what I'm just saying. Um, overall, though, the Chargers at the Jets for the Monday night football matchup should make for some entertaining uh, football as well. But let's go into this next segment here, ladies and gents, of I'll Take That Action, which is going to be some Monday night football betting picks and props. And, of course, I do not encourage or endorse any illegal or underage gambling of any sort. Bet and play at your own risk where it is legal. Yeah, hey guys, life is too short to bet the under. I don't care if it's 59, I don't care if it's 67, you gotta ride the fucking over. (laughs) This is fucking ridiculous. We need a fucking touchdown. Ah, The stakes are higher for these ones, boys. Over-unders, give me points. Yeah, I love that video. That's a new one here. We got the new segment of I'll Take That Action. That's my guy, Timmy, uh, is sitting there with me as I was trying to ride the over on a bet. You know what I say. Life is too short to bet the under, so I usually try to take the under because um, <laughs> you got to go opposite of what you think sometimes. But for tonight's picks um, picks and props, man, I always like to look on scores and odds. You can kind of compare each sports book. You can maybe get different lines from a different sports book, and maybe that can kind of give you a hint as to what might go on for the action tonight. So, as I said, the Chargers come in as a three and a half point favorite, and that's a pretty much the consensus across most sports books. Uh, the over under is a forty, and I don't like that number. I hate the over under of a forty because that's not necessarily low enough to make me say that's got to stay low, but it's also not high enough to it just no. And for a Monday Night Football matchup, it's almost like they're going to think that the Chargers might win this game twenty to twenty to like twenty to fifteen. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. So I'm curious, what do you guys think out there for uh, the, the betting picks and the props? I'm going to give you guys some prop bets here in a second. Um, I think that we might have some free picks coming from Gage. And I'll tell you guys, Gage is a man 
that knows how to freaking pick them. David Njoku plus 500 anytime touchdown. I won't ever doubt Gage. I never did doubt Gage, but I'll never doubt him again. Uh, never have. Never will. Um, we got, uh, here he says right here, I like Giannis, Jason Tatum, and Luka Dodgers to have double doubles. Okay, I like it. You know, by the way, uh, Gage, if you don't mind, call into the hotline real fast so we can show the folks how it's done. And you and I will talk some numbers so they can kind of get a, a little gist of, you know, uh, how we kind of go about picking our, uh, our bets. So we have Justin Herbert comes in as an over under 249.5 passing yards. I like, I, I honestly like over, but then the Jets have a pretty solid defense as well. So it's like, I don't know. Austin Eckler's been playing pretty good lately. His, his prop bet for rushing yards is 48.5. Brees Hall is 60.5. I think Brees Hall's got to get it going. He could pop off for 100, no problem. Um, it's just the Jets' offense is so damn inconsistent. It makes me so hesitant to ever touch anything for their prop bets. And so we got our first caller into the hotline here at 716-800-1772. You're live here in the sit-down with Sauce God. What do you got for me, brother? So let me ask you this. Mr. 12 Gauge with the Rage on stage. Um, you're hearing this. Over under 74 and a half receiving yards for Keenan Allen. This is a tough one. How about this one, Gage? Zach Wilson under 18 and a half completions. I like that number a lot. Zach Wilson tends to maybe get 10 completions sometimes, maybe even as little as five. So under 18 and a half, I like that number. How about Austin Eckler over or under 34 and a half receiving yards? I'm saying over. All right, and then finally, 12 gauge. Let me get you the final two picks here real fast, and then uh, we'll let you get out of here because uh, this is this segment. I'll take that action. And so the Chargers coming in as a three and a half point favorite. Are you taking them or are you taking the dogs for the Jets? I like the Chargers to cover here too. I think the Jets are going to have to have uh, just a bad game. And I like the under here in this game, Gage. I like under 40 and a half. I don't think that Monday night football matchups have gone very well. And these are two teams that are the inconsistency. So, overall, um, I like that game to stay under. And, of course, like I said, I do not encourage or endorse any illegal or underage gambling of any sort. And I want to thank in Mr. 12 Gage for calling in and also being back there with the production as well. I want to thank everybody for tuning in so far with their likes, shares, comments, and all the support. Make sure to follow me and turn those notifications on so you don't miss any of the content coming from me as well. So we're going to go ahead and head into the final segment here presented by Dell's Famous Wings of Getting Saucy right here in the sit-down. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ice cold. 
Nice refreshing of a bat flu. Got a fierce storm behind J817. I'm fired up this week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna get you fired up. Bills Mafia, wanna hear me getting sauce this week? It's simple. Mac Jones and the New England Patriots, and also to the Miami Dolphins and anybody that's got anything bad to say. Bills by a billion, baby. Let's go. Let's go, Bills. You know what's got me saucy this week, ladies and gents, is all the negativity. People saying, we should maybe start Kyle Allen this week. Or, oh, we should fire this guy. We should do that. Are you guys kidding me? How ungrateful have we become as a fan base that we have a few years of a taste of success because we reached the playoffs, we reached the AFC Championship, we become divisional champs for consecutive years. How have we become so ungrateful that we have lost sight of the fact that we are blessed to watch the team that we do have and blessed to watch the quarterback that we do have because let's go through the quarterbacks that we used to watch. I'm going to start with J.P. Lossman, the one that I started really watching, and then Trent Edwards, how he started out his career, right? You know, boom, four games, gets concussed, and then he was never the same. Jeff Toole, Thad Lewis, E.J. Manuel, I mean, freaking Kyle Orton, Tyrod Taylor, which I love Tyrod. Overall, guys, I ride with the Bills no matter what. I ride with Josh Allen no matter what, win or lose, bad mistake or not. I don't give a shit. Sure, it might suck. I want to see this team win no matter what, but I'm never going to get down on this team, and I'll never give up on this team because I am a firm believer. All you got to do is just turn that, just just turn the, turn the switch on and boom, see exactly what happens. And the Bills have the... They have the capability of doing so. It just takes execution, and it takes just playing your game. Don't play any other way. Just play your game, and that's, I think, what the Bills need to kind of get back into. So, Bills Mafia, don't give up on your squad. Don't get so negative. Fucking let this team go out there, and let's just go show everybody else exactly why the Buffalo Bills are going to show the whole fucking world why it don't matter, and they're going to get saucy, and they're going to come back this Monday night against Denver, and they might put up 78 against Denver. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But of course, ladies and gents, I want to say the Bills might have lost last night, but don't give up. They're only 5-4. and four. If they win the rest of the games this year, would you really be sitting here saying, oh, we're, this season's shot? No. They reach the playoffs and they win the Super Bowl. You're going to sit here and tell me the season was shot? Josh Allen goes to win an MVP and the Super Bowl MVP going to tell me the season was shot? No. You don't know what the future holds. And you never can tell when you got Josh Allen as your quarterback because that guy can do some incredible things and nobody else can. But that's going to conclude it here for me getting saucy this week. And then we're going to play that outro uh, music, ladies and gents. I want to thank everybody for their likes, shares. And I also want to thank everybody for the follows and uh, all the content I've been putting out on Facebook, man. You guys are awesome for the way you guys share that stuff. I've reached over 100k people this week. I love it. Make sure to share Sauce Guy with your friends, family, all Bill's Mafia people. The Sauce Guy is just for daily entertainment, and your source for sports entertainment. And also, Sauce Guy has always got nothing but positive vibes and all the information that you need, baby. Come on into the chip down Mondays and Thursdays, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, in the Sauce Guy's University Sports Show this Saturday at noon p.m. Eastern Standard Time to get you guys hyped up for those Broncos. Monday Night Football at Bill's Mafia. Same song, too. Don't lose sight. Let's get back to winning freaking games. And let's go beat the Bengals in the playoffs to get to the freaking Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Bang.